Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! So, uh, as I said, uh, let us turn to Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. If you have your Bibles, why don't you just turn to that? Um, and if you're there, uh, can I hear an amen? Amen. All right, some people are turning there. Um, but let's read together, all right? Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 6 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Wow. So this is the first chapter in the book of Psalms, you know. And as I, as I read this psalm, I think the word that spoke to me was the word prosper. You see, um, I know we are all in 2024 this year. How many of you here are still still wrote 2023 uh, by accident. Oh yeah, I see uh, some hands there. Um, it's okay, two weeks, uh, there's still time to get used to that. Um, but how many of us here, you know, we've, we're already two weeks in, in this year. And, and let us all be honest, how many of us here wish for this year to be a prosperous year for us? We all want this year to be a successful year. We all want, we all desire and we wish and we, we want to prosper this year. Amen. And can I just share, even for, like, I think it was last week, um, for those who do not know, just for context, I work in a startup, and the first week of the year, you know, my boss uh, said that, hey, you know what, this year, we want to make this year the year where we can end the year by reviewing, you know, how much we can sell our product. So we are still trying to enter into the market, and we're still trying to uh, make a business out of it, um, but, you know, my my CEO said that, yeah, let this year be a successful year. Amen? And, and how many of us do that sometimes? We, we look at the year and we want, we want our year to be successful. When we look back last year, we look at all the things that we achieved. We have achieved and we measure that. Uh, we use that to measure whether our year is successful or not. And we do that a lot. Even in businesses, we do that. We also have a year-end review, right? And and how many of us, I wonder if we also do that sometimes when we enter into this year, we want this year to be successful and therefore we want to chase, uh, we try to chase after the different things maybe the world can offer. Maybe it's a job and, or maybe it's a, it's a, it's, it's a pay rise, it's an, it's a, it's an opportunity uh, to, to earn some money or things like that. And when we do that, we, f- we think that doing that allows our year to be successful. And, and that's... What success is, sometimes when we think about success, we think about prospering, we think about achievements, we think about uh, obtaining uh, things that the world can offer, whether it's um, wealth, whether it's a high-paying job, and all those things are good, but what does God see success? Amen? And let us look at what does God see success. The thing, the thing about success, according to what the world sees. It could be a job, it could be a status, it could be a title, it could be influences even. Like, you know, having a lot of friends can be, 
maybe having a lot of friends can mean that it, you are successful in life. But the thing is, the worldly success always change. It always change in, in trends. The trends always change. And what do I mean by that? Uh, allow me to give, me, give you an example. So maybe back in the days, maybe having... Um, it's, it's success, you're successful if you get to earn a high-paying job. You get to be a lawyer, you get to be a doctor, and because of that, you're successful. Back then, making YouTube videos, are, it's not a successful thing, you know? Um, but now, you see, everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be a YouTuber. People, wants to be, uh, people want to be an influencer, right? People want to make, uh, make videos, and, and because of that, people see that as success. You know how many of us, let's be honest, we do follow some influencers on our social media, right? So, you know, success can change. Maybe back in the day, back a long time ago, maybe it, it's, you're successful if you get to be in a university. You get to have a degree in a university. Maybe you can ask your parents, it's such a privilege back in those days for them to be able to have a degree, right? But now most of us, a lot of us, have the opportunity to have a degree in university. And now, that is already normal, right? Uh, but what, what success is now is maybe you need to have a work experience during your degree. If you don't have any work experience in your internship, then you are way behind. People are already ahead of you because they, because they have a lot of work experiences. And now it's not just that. You are success. You are even more successful if you have an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, you start something. You see a lot, a lot of companies, a lot of a lot of universities are promoting students to say, "Hey, you know, start something." And when you see someone who is a founder of a startup, you see that as a success, right? And the thing is, what I'm trying to say is, success can always change. Success can always change. And the truth is, there's a lot of pressure when we try to uh, obtain the success that we find here on earth uh, because everyone else is also chasing after that. Everyone else also wants to be the found, a founder of a startup. P other people wants to, be, uh, wants to earn a lot of money. And when we do that, and if that requires us to really grind a lot, really spend a lot of time and effort to try to get that success. And if, you, if, and if we stop, if we take a break, then other people are, are going to catch up to us. Other people are going to overtake us. And, and I felt God wants to remind us again today and encourage us to say that, hey, there must be something, there must be more to life than just success here on earth. And what does God see success? Because, you know, you, you just heard me say, actually, this is what the success world sees, but God doesn't see it this way. But why do we see the word prosper in the book, in, in this portion of Scripture? That means that God has a different idea of what prospering is. That God has a different idea of what success is. And He desires, He wants us to desire more than just success on earth. And in His eyes, in order for us to be successful in life, to prosper in life, we got to be fruitful. And that is the title of my message today, which is Fruitfulness. Now, now that we've entered into the year, I, I felt God wants to wanting to remind us that let us desire to be more fruitful this year. Instead of being more successful, let us be more fruitful this year. And what's the difference between fruitfulness and success? You know, success is the pressure that the world the world gives you so that where you need to earn a certain status, right? But fruitfulness. Um, 
is long-lasting. Success can always change, right? Just now we learned that uh, the trend of success can always change, but fruitfulness is always long-lasting. It will never change. And can I say, uh, in, in other words, fruitfulness is actually success, real success, even though life doesn't look successful. Fruitfulness is the ability to be satisfied even when you don't have everything. And how many of us actually want that? How many of us actually desire that? And that's actually what God wants of us. He wants us to be more than just successful. He wants us to be fruitful. And the thing about fruitfulness is, just now I I say that fruitfulness is the ability to be satisfied even though things do not go well in your life. And even in the harshest of winter, even in the toughest of circumstances, we can still be fruitful. You can still be fruitful. Imagine, as I was just reading the Psalms, I was imagining how, how amazing it is if a tree can still bear fruit, even in the harshest of winter. If you see winter right now, you see all the trees are barren, no leaves, no flowers. But how amazing it is when the psalmist says that it will bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. And everything that the person does shall prosper. And, and that's what God wants us to have. God wants us to prosper by being fruitful. Amen? So if God desires fruitfulness from us, and I hope, I hope that you will also desire the same for this year. As we enter into 2024, we are only two weeks in. There's another 50 weeks uh, ahead of us and even longer. Let us, let us enter into this year uh, with the desire to be fruitful. Amen? So, how can I be fruitful? You may ask. So in order to be fruitful, we've got to first be planted. You see here, the psalmist says that he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. So for us to be fruitful, we've got to be planted. And now you may ask, how, can, how should I be planted? Where should I be planted? So that brings me to my first point. We've got to be planted in the Word of God. You've got to be planted in God's Word. You see here the tree, uh, in the Psalms, the tree needs water in order to grow. A tree needs water in order to bear fruit. It needs the right source in order to sustain a tree. And if a tree needs the right source, we as human beings, we need to go to the right source as well. We need to be planted in the right source that can sustain us. And that is found in the Word of God. That is found in Him. And just like what, Pastor Dave preached last week, as we enter into the new year with new faith, how do we do that? Let us sincerely sit with Scripture. Let us sincerely seek the Lord. Let us uh, sincerely uh, spend time with Him and be rooted and plugged into, uh, plugged into God's Word. Amen? Would you turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1? Just some context to that, to this. So Jesus, before Luke chapter 4, verse 1, he was, um, he was fasting in the wilderness for 40 days and he was hungry. At the end of the, end of the 40 days, he was hungry. And the enemy, the devil, tried to tempt Jesus. And he said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread, basically so that you can feed yourself. But what did Jesus say? Jesus answered him saying, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Friends, when Jesus said that, you know that he means business. He know, you know that there's something important that we need to uh, listen. And 
I guess the question is, what are we feeding ourselves? You know, we, we, we get hungry. If we get hungry, we find food to eat. If we get unsatisfied with, I don't know, with maybe if you're bored uh, at home, don't know what to do, you find something else to satisfy you. But the thing is, Jesus said we cannot live by bread alone. We cannot just live by what the world offers, even on, in the material things. And Jesus is not just talking about food. He's also talking about what we have here on earth. You know, that we need more than just material things. We need more than that. We need the Word of God to live. And that's what He means. And God knows, God knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows, sometimes we think that we need, maybe we need uh, more money or maybe we need more experiences in order to do well in our career. All that is good, but what we need is really more of Him. And can we desire to know more of Him through His Word? Amen? And maybe you're thinking like, yeah, I know. I know that I, know that I have to read God's Word. But I've been trying. When, when I read His Word, I can't seem to, to understand uh, why does God say that? You know, why, why, why is God like that? Why, why does God say that I shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that? But um, it's okay. You know, we're all on a journey together and even if you are reading His Word and you are struggling, you're struggling to, 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 to be rooted in His Word, to follow His Word, don't give up, friends. Can I encourage you? Don't give up. Um, keep at it. You know, the Word planted, if you plant a tree, you don't just take out that, you don't just take out that plant after a day of watering it. Come on. The plant cannot say like, you know what? I have one water, I have one night's worth of water, I'm going to, uproot myself and go somewhere else. No, you got to stay there. You got to stay planted. So can I encourage you, friends, if you're reading God's Word, if you're trying to do that, don't give up. Stay at it. Keep at it. Keep reading His Word. Keep trusting in His Word and keep waiting in His Word. Waiting on Him. Just now, just like what we sang just now, I will wait on you. And wait means that we need time. We need time to, to process. We need time to allow the Word of God to come alive even in our lives, through our experiences. Because the thing is, it's one thing to read God's Word, it's another thing to experience His Word in life. But to do that, we've got to remain planted. We've got to stay there. Don't give up. Amen? Let me give you another analogy. Just, just because you're, you remember, do you know like when you were younger, your parents told you to eat certain things that you don't like to eat? Um, maybe your parents say like, hey, you know what? You've got to eat vegetables. Um, if anyone here still doesn't like vegetables, God bless you, we'll pray for you. Um, but, but yeah, when we were younger, we don't like to eat vegetables. It just tastes bad, right? It tastes so bad. But, but our parents know that it's good for us. Our parents know what are the things, what, thing, what food is good for us, and they encourage us to eat it. We may not like it, right? We may not like it, but it's still good for you. So the same thing with the Word of God. Sometimes we don't understand it, Sometimes you don't even like it, but doesn't mean that it's wrong. Doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the Word of God. Allow the Word of God and allow time to help you to, 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 to experience the Word of God. Amen? And if you've never read the Word of God, start somewhere. Can I encourage you this year? Start somewhere. Read God's Word. Start with the Gospels. Start to read. Start reading what Jesus said. And it's always good 
to start somewhere. There's always a second chance to start somewhere. Start small. Maybe spend 15 minutes uh, of your day just to read His Word. Um, and how can we read His Word? Just ask God to speak to us. Just be sincere, just like what Pastor Dave shared last week. Just be sincere, be honest, and say, Lord, I'm struggling, but God, help me. Help me to understand Your Word and allow God's Word to help you grow, to teach you. Amen. You know, the psalmist says that his delight, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Can you see day and night? That means that it's not just a one-off thing. Don't give up, right? Spend time. Let, continue to read God's word. And it's interesting because when I read the word meditate, somehow the word meditate spoke to me. And I, when, I went, to, when I went to the... Uh, Hebrew meaning of the word meditate, it actually does, it doesn't just mean thinking about it, thinking about it deeply, but it also involves our mouth to speak. You know, how, how amazing is that? In the Hebrew language, uh, the original, mean, original word is pronounced haga, um, and it also involves our mouth to speak, to utter, to speak out God's word. And this is something that I'm also learning uh, myself for this year, to learn to speak the word of God uh, over my situation, over my circumstances. So can I encourage you to also try that? Try, if you're reading God's word, bring it up a notch, try to speak the word of God. And because there's power in our lips, there's power. Sometimes we use our words to say, mean things, toxic things. Let us change that and use it to say and speak out the Word of God. But how do I do that? Uh, for example, how do I apply that? Memorize Scripture. Learn to memorize Scripture so that you remember throughout the day when you read God's Word. And when, let's say, when life throws challenges at you, if you feel burnt out, if you feel like your heart is just so, you're just so burnt out, you're so dry, the Word of God says that my flesh and my heart fail. In Psalms chapter 73, verse 26, it says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So learn to, sh learn to speak that as well. You know, if you're going through a tough time, speak. You know what? I've been t I'm tired, but I know that God is my strength. I know that God is my portion. Jesus is, you know, Jesus is our, best, our, our best example in using scripture. And you can go back and read um, Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. I won't read that, but basically um, the enemy tried to tempt Jesus in different things. But what did Jesus do? He always answered back to the enemy by speaking the word of God. So let's learn from Jesus as well. Learn to speak the word of God. Uh, if, you're, if you feel like you're useless, speak the word of God. What does God say about you? God said that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. So, so declare that. There's power in our words. And when we do that, we're essentially allowing God's word to have the final say. Don't let, don't let what other people say have the final say in your circumstances. Don't let what the news say have the final say. But let God's word have the final say. Amen? And I, I hope that we can all be hungry more hungry for God's word this year. Would you turn with me to John chapter 6, verse 68? John chapter 6, verse 68 was Simon Peter's answer to Jesus when Jesus, he shared that he was the bread of life. And because of that, like the people, his disciples, a lot of his, his disciples couldn't understand. 
they left. And Jesus asked his closer circle and asked like, what about you guys? And Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And I hope that this can be, that we can all be like Peter as well this year. Uh, may we enter this year and say, Lord, where else shall we go? Who else can we trust? But our trust is in you because of your word. You have the words of life. You have the words of eternal life. So may we be more hungry for the word of God. And as you get planted in the word of God, allow, uh, allow God to change you, allow God to mold you, and don't give up, you know. We are all on a journey together. So if you're having trouble reading God's word, um, then don't give up. Don't give up because God still wants to speak to you. Even if you don't feel like it, God wants to be with you. Amen? All right. So as we, bear, as we, as we get planted in God's word, uh, God's word changes us. He molds us so that we can bear fruit. And what, is, what does bearing fruit actually mean? Because bearing fruit is, um, you, may be, you may be wondering what does that actually mean. Bearing fruit, lack of better word, it means to change, to be better, to be, to be changed by God, to be uh, molded by God so that we can live out God's potential and purpose for us. And friends, can I encourage you that there is a God-given potential in each and every one of you? Um, no one here is, is outside the reach of God's potential and His purpose. You have a purpose. You are created for a purpose. Amen? So even if wherever you are at right now, learn to be planted in His Word, learn to root down in Him, knowing that God has a purpose for you. And that's the second point of my message for today, which is let us be planted for God's purpose. There is a purpose for us to be fruitful. There is a purpose in whatever situation that we are planted in. If you feel like you're planted in, if you think that you are in a situation where you are feeling dry, you're feeling like there's no hope, don't give up. There is a purpose. And that purpose is so that you can bear fruit. And we'll look into that more, uh, into more detail. But we can constantly be fruitful in different seasons. Amen? Uh, the psalm says we can bear fruit in different seasons. Whether it's good or bad, you can still bear fruit. Whether, is, whether there is blessing or whether you're having a lack of blessing, we can still be fruitful. And even in, you know, maybe you're a student, um, maybe you've graduated last year um, and you are still looking for a job. You're in this moment of waiting and there seems to be silence. It seems, like, it seems like God is just being silent to you and you're wondering why, why God? Can I encourage you friends that even in the silence, there can still be a purpose for you. So don't take where you're planted for granted. Uh, don't take where you're situated in for, for granted, but use that moment, use that uh, a circumstance to still be faithful to God, trusting that there is a purpose there is a purpose and there is, there is a plan out of this. Amen? And maybe if you are in a tough situation, maybe let's ask God, God, what is your purpose for me right now? What is your purpose for me in this silence? What are you trying to teach me? Amen? Would you turn with me to John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5?
John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, and every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You see the parallel between what Jesus said to the enemy and even what he said here, that without the word of God, we, we are nothing, we can't live. And Jesus is also, Jesus is the revelation of the word of God. And therefore he says, abide in me. And abide is, is also another word for stay, to remain, to continue, to be present uh, with him all the time. And Jesus says that when you abide in me, you will bear fruit, right? Just like how the branch abides with the vine, you get to have that source of sustenance from the Lord. You can bear fruit. And when you bear fruit, God will still allow you to bear more fruit by pruning you, by molding you. And sometimes we, we wonder like, God, I'm already learning to bear fruit. Why am I still going through more challenges? Take that as, a, take that as a God molding you, God pruning you because He wants you to bear even more fruit. He wants you to bear even more fruit. And there's a purpose in the pruning. There is a purpose in the uh, in, in, in the molding, when God changes you, when God brings you through situations where you need to learn something, there is a purpose for that. And it is out of God's love that, you, that He allows you to go through that because He wants you to bear fruit. He wants you to be a better version of yourself. He wants you to be the kind of person that God wants you to be. He has so much more in store for you. So let's ask, let's ask God, let's ask ourselves and let's ask God even in what we go through. God, what kind of fruit do you, are you teaching me to bear, right? I don't know what you're going through, but maybe He wants you to learn to bear fruits of kindness, maybe of patience. How many of us here, when we go, when we are in our workplaces, we have to deal with hard colleagues and difficult clients, you know? That is, that is an opportunity for us to learn patience. That is an opportunity for us to learn kindness to our colleagues. Amen? Or even self-control. Why does God bring us through trials and temptations? It's because God wants us to overcome. He wants us to, have, to, to, to be able to share and say that, hey, you know what? I got to bear this fruit of self-control. And that's the fruit that God wants us to bear if you ask yourself, if you are, if you say, Sam, I know that I have to bear fruit, but what if I haven't been bearing fruit at all? There's still a second chance for you. You know, God doesn't say that because you don't bear fruit, you know, you are of no use to me. God has already given you His love. God has already given you Jesus who died for you and you have already been set free. And you know what? The first fruits that we can bear is the fruit of repentance. When we acknowledge and say, you know what? I need God. I'm going to turn back to Him. That is one of the first fruits that you can bear, which is the fruit of repentance, of turning back to God and saying, God, you know what? I will turn away from what I think is good for me. I'm going to turn back to you. God 
always wants, God is always constantly inviting us to bear fruit, to abide in Him. Amen? And what else can a fruit do? You see, a tree that bears good fruit, bears fruit, is a healthy tree. And it's not, and it's not, it's not just a healthy tree, but it's a tree that actually provides for others. If you see a tree that has fruit, the fruit is also a source of food for other creatures, for other animals. And when that fruit is consumed, the seed falls on the ground, it grows another tree, another plant. Can you see what, what I'm trying to get at? When you bear fruit, it's actually life-giving. It actually gives life. And if you don't believe me, let's look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Proverbs 11 verse 30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Let's focus on the first one. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Maybe God wants us to go through different journeys, different trials, different uh, challenges, so that when we allow, when we still remain planted in God and we bear fruit, God can allow your journey to be a blessing to other people who may be going through the same thing as you. Amen? Have we thought about that when we go through trials? Have we thought about the, and that there's a, there's a deeper purpose as to why God allows us to go through different seasons? It's so that when we bear fruit, we can also use that to bless other people. Amen? Why does God instruct us to be quick to listen, slow to, angry, slow to get angry? Why does God challenge us to forgive other people and to pray for them. Pray for our enemies. Love them. It's not just, it, it helped us to become better, a uh, better version of ourselves, but it's also for us to reflect the reality and the goodness of God to other people. So friends, even as we enter into this year, you know, know that there is a purpose in wherever you're planted. If you're Planted in a certain job, great. Ask God, what is your purpose for me there? What is your purpose for me, God, in my studies? You know, your, your purpose is more than, just, don't, more, more than just getting a degree, getting a paper, and getting a job. You know, there's a deeper purpose, there's a bigger purpose that God has for you as a student. You're more than just a student. You're more than just a colleague. You're more than just an employee. You're more than that. God has purpose uh, a beautiful plan for you to be sought and light, to be a blessing for other people. So even as we enter into this year, don't let us not just think about ourselves, but God also wants us to think about other people as well. Amen? Before I move on, allow me to just share a quick story of, of what happened uh, to me last week. Uh, remember what I said just now, my boss said that, yeah, you know what, we're going to, this year is going to be a successful year. We're going to start reviewing the We're going to review the year by our sales. And around the same time, last week, something happened. Um, one of my colleagues decided to leave the team. And um, some of you may know uh, this person. I'm not going to name uh, this person, but, but he's a very close colleague of mine who has worked closely with me. And, and there were couple of reasons why he decided to leave and it was a really short notice and one of the reasons was because he wanted to um, find something he wants to explore and, and, and explore something else in his career uh, his passion um, and another thing is also uh, a personal 
uh, situation that happened in his life that affected himself and also his family. He had to deal with a lot of things such as like student loans and financial issues. And as he was sharing that, you know, like imagine how would you feel if, if you st- at the start of the year, you're so excited, uh, hoping and hoping the best for your, your, for your business, your company, and then start of the year, first week of the year, uh, someone has to leave. Uh, business can get affected, you know, and, and at the back of my head, I had to think, like, I have to think, to my, think of myself and, and ask, like, what's going to happen to me? You know, when my colleague leaves, all the workload will be put back to me, and, and I have to deal with a lot of things. How can we look for someone else to take over and replace in a short period of time? There's so many questions. But I was reminded by God to trust in Him. Um, and as, as my colleague was sharing his, his struggles to me, um, I was challenged and convicted uh, by the Holy Spirit to, to still love Him, to, to see Him as not just as a colleague, but also see him as a child of God and, and, and to pray for him, to, to, to show God's goodness to him. And, you know, when we get challenged to, to be a blessing to someone, it can be a challenge. Uh, let's be real. It can be a challenge. We can start negotiating with God and ask God, maybe next time, maybe later on, um, yeah, whatever. But I couldn't help but feel like I need to do this. God is saying like, come on, you have to do this. So I did. And I prayed. He, he, he's from a different faith. I still pray. I still pray for God's peace, for God's love. And, and after I prayed for him, he said, he, he thanked me for praying for him and he said he felt more relief. So thank God. Thank God for that peace, that, that his presence. Um, that, day, that day when I prayed for him, he wasn't 100% sure yet on when he's going to leave. Um, but that night, he texted me saying that, you know, I'm going to leave. Uh, next week, last week, he said. So he left yesterday. Um, but he also said that, no, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for spending your time with me. And I see you more than just a colleague. And I was just reminded that wherever we are placed, you know, we are more, let us, let us see God's purpose in, in where we are situated in, amen? In your workplace, you're more than just a colleague. Is there someone that you can bless? Is there someone that you can be friends with? Maybe there's one person in that, workplace that no one is friends with. Be that friend. Be that friend because Jesus would do the same. And when my colleague shared with me about his plans, he's decided to leave, I couldn't help but feel, felt, I, I felt a sense of peace, really, um, knowing that um, God is still in control. I was reminded by, again, his word. Uh, he says that I'm faithful. I have given you, I've provided for you, and I will always be faithful. Don't put your confidence in the amount of workload or the lack of amount of workload you have. Sometimes people like to have a lot of work on them and because they don't have anything to do, they feel insecure. Don't don't do that. Place your confidence in the Word of God and place your confidence in the fact that God has a purpose and a plan for you because He is faithful. Amen? So in this year, if God is bringing you through a season of, 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 of pruning, allow Him to prune you. Knowing that he, when He prunes you, when you allow Him to change you, you will bear more fruit. And imagine the blessing that you can bring to people around you when you have more fruit, right? And that's the second point. Uh, let us be planted with, planted for God's purpose. Let us surrender 
uh, even I was reminded when we get pruned, right, sometimes pruning involves removing the parts of the plants that are not productive, uh, not helpful for your growth, for the growth of the plant. And sometimes when we allow God to prune, um, it can sting a little bit. When God speaks, when God challenges you, it can hurt a little bit, but know that it's actually for your good. It's actually going to help you uh, thrive even better in the future. Don't, don't we all want that, to thrive even more. Amen. And let's look at Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Let's look again. It says that, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, but nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So just, just verse 1. So it's interesting to see that, you know, there's that hint to us saying that, hey, don't associate yourself with the wrong crowd. Don't associate yourself with the wrong counsel, with the people who, who does not help you to grow in your walk with God. And, and we got to separate ourselves from associating ourselves with the wrong crowd. It's not that we completely don't be friends. We'll talk about that because we can still bear fruit and be a blessing to our friends, to those who don't know Jesus. But it's so important that we also need to be set apart to be different from other people. And when we are set apart, when we are separated from how the world uh, operates, from how the world sees success, from how the world, people from the world sees life, we also got to be apart with God. We also, go to, we also got to join, we also need to join with God and with His plans and His purposes, His designs. And one of God's purpose and plans and design is for us to have each other to have a community of believers, to have a community of people who loves the Lord and can also help encourage you and grow you and guide you in your walk with God. And that's my third point for this year, um, for the message today and also for this year. Let us be planted with God's people. First, you've got to be planted with the Word of God, be planted for His purpose. And thirdly, we also got to remember that, hey, we have a group of believers, uh, people who love the Lord, let's be planted together with them. Amen? God's people, uh, when we surround ourselves with the right people that helps point us to God, they can also help us, help give us good counsel. Count, godly counsel that can help us to make good decisions, to make decisions that is in line with the purpose that God has for us, um, to help us to be rooted in the Word of God as well. Amen? And, and, and let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You see here, the author in Hebrews is challenging and encouraging the believers to say, hey, don't give up meeting with one another. Don't forsake this community. And the reality is a lot of, we, we see a lot of Christians nowadays, they, they, they say that, yeah, I want to be aligned with the Word of God. But at the same time, they also say, I don't believe in the church anymore. I don't want to be with the group, with, with the church anymore. And as imperfect as the people of God is, we are all imperfect, God still 
created us for relationships. He still, created us for con- he still creates us for connections. We are not meant to live and, and go through life alone. We are meant to go through this together as a family. And just as imperfect as our family, our physical, biological family, we got to also understand that, hey, you know, even our spiritual family can be imperfect, but we can still trust in the Word of God and allow and, and be rooted in, in, in His community. When we surround ourselves with um, God's people, they can encourage you. They can speak into your life to help you to make good decisions. And sometimes when people speak into our lives, it can also hurt. You know, when, when people speak truth, sometimes we don't... How many of us can admit that, hey, sometimes we don't really see our flaws until someone else says it, until someone else points it out. Same thing. Allow people to speak into your life. Open up your life this year. Um, if you are still looking for a church and if you're looking to root down in a community, can I just say this and I'm unashamed to say this, this is the church for you and, and you can also find a beautiful community here in London with us. We want to cheer you on in life. We want to help you be better. We want to share your joy and your victories in your studies, in your workplace, but we also want to be there for you when you go through tough times. So allow God's people to speak into your life. And when we surround ourselves with people of God, it, come, it goes full circle back to point one. People, God's people can also teach you to read the Word of God. Sometimes when we don't understand the, God's Word, when we read, we can always ask. Ask someone, ask the leader, ask your home's leader, ask someone, maybe it's in homes or during service or during different catch-ups, you can always ask. And we want to help you. We're not here to judge anyone. We're here to help you grow and to uh, grow more in love with God. You know, surrounding yourself with God's people also help you to see that there's actually a God-given purpose in wherever you're situated in as well. Ask someone, ask someone who's been here for a while, who's been in, a, in this community for a while, and ask them, how has it been for them to be surrounded by people of God that can help cheer them on in life? And can I encourage you, if, you know, don't, don't give up meeting one another. Don't give up coming to church because, because we're a family together. Amen? So we're here to comfort one another. We're here to help each other. We're here to also help you to grow, to, to, to make good decisions even in life. Uh, and that's what godly counsel is. It's not just good counsel, but godly counsel. Counsel, advice that helps you to actually please, to also please the Lord so that you can also bear more fruit. You, can also, you see, in order to bear fruit, we also need someone to encourage us, to challenge us so that we can also learn to bear more fruit. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.